Take the baseline out. Uh huh. Chico. Uh -huh. From standing on the corners bopping To driving some of the hottest cars New York has ever seen For dropping some of the hottest verses rappers ever heard From the dope spot with the smoke block Clinging the murder scene You know me well from nightmares of a lonely cell Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, June. I'm here with co-host, Jay Boogie. Yer. Big Game James over here. Yer. We're going to find another name for him. Big Game James. That's fine for tonight. Can agree? Yeah, I got to right. retire Big Bam Viewy. For now. For now. Yeah. For Business now. opportunity. That's all. We got to pull one out. Yeah, yeah, let's pull one out for uh, Big uh, Bam Viewy. Yeah, facts. <laughs> this nigga missed the whole cup. It got one drop. I got one you drop. You got one drop. Plus, it's a pour out. You're not supposed to pour it. In yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to just the floor, but fuck the table. <laughs> we I know if you'd have did it on the floor, I'd be like, yo, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's wild. I'm still here. <laughs> nah, but we got a crazy week, man. I mean, James Harden finally got dealt. Right? I know, right? We don't. We don't kind of gotta right. speculate anymore on that. We ain't gotta uh, talk about it no more. NFL, uh, what was it? Black Monday, if you will. Um, oh yeah. Coaching hires. You know, we got Urban Meyer to talk about. Robert Saleh. Um, couple Doug. things, man. Divisional round of the playoffs. Where we? Where you want to start with all this? I mean, it's been a busy week, but I'm glad we all linked up now. So James got. Hold on, hold on, hold on. James got his drinks in. Oh yeah. You, you want to finish oh, yes. this? You want to finish this for me? Oh no, no, I gotta take time. I'm we need sit. you. Now we need that guy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, need, we need that guy. <laughs> I got you, man. Go, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. See ya. Make some noise. Make some noise with James drinking, cause James don't drink. Oh, gosh. James already drunk. Water, water. I'm good, we here. There's plenty of water. As you're drinking <laughs> that, the just start going in. all I think in my head is the Mario, like, do, 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 do. like <laughs> you just leveled up. You just leveled up. <laughs> you just Grow some muscle, you're gonna be looking like Bobo 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 Bobo. Yeah, Bobo Bobo Bobo. Shout out to Bobo 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 Bobo. I don't know where those creators at, but shout out to y'all for putting a, a black. I never even heard of Bobo 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 Bobo. Or Latino. You know what? He's an He's an ethnic. He's an ethnic. Yes. We can we can agree on that. Right? I'll tell you that. We can also agree that now that this James Harden saga is somewhat over. But we're starting a new chapter. And with this new chapter, we have a lot that entails with it. So, he said he wanted to go to Brooklyn. Makes his way finally to Brooklyn. It was between them and Philly. He was feeling more Philly towards the end. Nets came with the better offer. Yeah. Got things rocking. So You know, supposedly they, 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 they asked the Heat for... for Duncan Two first-round picks. I think some pick swaps. Duncan, Tyler, Precious, and Kendrick. I got you right now. Tyler Hero, Duncan no Robinson, way. Precious, Kendrick Nunn, Salary Filler, two first rounds. Salary Filler being Kelly Olenek and Andre Godala, oh, by the way. Uh, <laughs> four, and also four pick swaps. Come on. And it's so funny because at the end it was just like Miami is not interested. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm glad that Pat stood Pat. No pun intended. Held it down. He understands that a guy like James Harden, you know, is valuable to a franchise, can take you to the promised land, especially with the, you know, the help we got, Tyler, 
Uh, well, Tyler would have been gone, but Bam, Duncan, Jimmy, and those guys. However, he understands that this team without James Harden just went to the finals. Whether you want to call it a fluke, whether you want to call it a corona season, they just got to the finals. The Heat are the champions of the East, uh, much like Giannis is the MVP of the league still until KD wins that. But um, basically... He threw that in there ever yeah. so, ever but, so but Pat Riley understood, you know, all right, look, we don't have to mortgage our team and sell our soul, basically, get rid of every piece we have that could give us a chance just for this guy, which the Nets did. I don't blame the Nets because personally, I think that Sean Marks is at a position where the Nets haven't wanted, you know, or been to the Eastern Conference Finals or won a uh, Eastern Championship since 2001. This right. is the greatest team that the Nets has probably put together. This is probably like the easily, easily. on paper, on paper, this on paper. Like, no, nope. like on paper. No, I mean on paper. You got to because I mean Nets have been to. This is I the think they've been to the conference finals. If I'm not mistaken, I said I said 2001, and I, I stand corrected. I mix them up with Philly, but nonetheless, I remember the teams with Jason Kidd and Kenyon Martin. I mean, yeah, they, they, they went to the finals. Um, right. So I'm, I wasn't wrong. Cool. So. Like I said, Sean Marks understands that this team needs to win, and they need to do something splash-worthy. They're not the heat where you guys just won the East, um, or like Philly, trust the process. Philly has never got over that hump. Brooklyn has just been that horrible team. Like, Brooklyn was just a horrible team. Then they started growing, growing, and then the D-Low thing happened, and then they took them to the playoffs, and it looked promising. Him and Jared Allen looked like they were going to be, you know, something special. There's bigger, you know, bigger things that they have, um, bigger visions. Kyrie, KD teamed up, went over there last year. It, you know, they had to wait for KD. KD's back. And now they got James Harden. And this is on paper, like y'all said, arguably one of the best teams ever on paper. This is like, this is probably like a high point for the Brooklyn Nets. Like, down the line, like the Brooklyn Nets fan base is going to talk about this forever. The same way, like, not trying to put it in perspective, but the same way how um, Miami highest point is what? The big three, right? Yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, that's yeah, big, sure. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, sure. that's, this is like the Heatles. Right, and it was their chance to actually make a mark on the NBA, um, be in that discussion every single day. Because, you know, it, it comes with, it's a blessing and a curse, right? What comes with this? First of all, James Harden's never been to the finals. He's never won a finals. Um, Kyrie has won with LeBron. Haha. Uh-huh. KD has won with Stephen Clay. None of these guys ever took their team to a finals or took their team in separate places. Uh, except James Harden. We'll give credit to James. Do you give credit to KD? Well, I no, no, no. I, I lied. Take that back. James Harden and KD did it together when they were young. Yeah. No, they took that team. They took that team. They the, the team finals. wasn't good enough, but they took the team to the finals. So it's not to say they, that they haven't done it. And I, I, I'm sorry. I forgot James Harden went to the finals. I mean, maybe he didn't really do much in the finals. But he didn't really do much in the finals. I mean, he was six men of the year. Granted, then, he so played it's, against it's LeBron and D-Wade. But, yeah, this is a different James Harden. All yeah. three of these guys are the best scorer if they were on separate teams. Like, they're the best scorer on their team if they're on separate teams. And now they're on the same team. That's fair. The problem, though, you know, we've talked about all this good and what it can do. And they can have their, their you know, they can have their attention. Stephen A is going to talk about them every day. Kyrie, you know, his situation, we'll get into it a little later. But the interesting thing is that. This team gave up so much in that trade. Can we go over the details of, of, of what exactly was given up so I can keep going? Yep. So, Rockets, uh, Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, uh, Rodius 
Kukos. Kukos. Uh, three book in the first round picks, 22, 24, 26. One Milwaukee first round pick, 22, unprotected. Uh, four Brooklyn first round swaps, 21, 23, 25, 27. Nets get James Harden. Pacers, Karis LeVert in the second rounder. And then Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. You got to shout out to the uh, Pacers for flipping Oladipo, like you said, for yeah. Karis LeVert. Yeah. I mean, Oladipo is yeah, not going to Yeah, that was nice. Um, Oladipo doesn't want to be in Houston, nonetheless. But having a guy like Karis LeVert, who we liked him, you know, since before Kyrie and KD were with the Nets. And, and he's super young. What he was able to do with D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. So you know that he's a special mm-hmm. talent. The Pacers just got an an upgrade, I'll say, for for Vidal Depot in the sense of no, 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 in the sense of okay, he wants to be here, and he has all star caliber potential. Vidal Depot is that, and he's that guy, and he is a better player than Karis LeVert. Don't don't be mistaken. But when when your attitude, I, I feel like your your attitude has a lot to do with your success. So Vidal Depot right now he's in a hole because he doesn't want to be in Houston. I know that. He didn't care to be in Indiana. He could say that he wanted to or he didn't mind. He doesn't. Well, he wants to be in Miami. Let's be real. He wants to be in Miami. He wants to be in a place of success. So I want to see how Victor Oladipo is going to help the Rockets for a time being. And also, I think Karis LeVert is really going to help this Pacers team um, keep growing because, he one, he needs to get another contract. So, you know, he's not out here. He's not at a point where he can choose, okay, I don't want to be on this team, this, that, and third. Like, he's a Pacer, and I don't see him not being a Pacer, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the future because – if I'm the Pacers, I keep a guy like Karis LeVert. Yeah. He's dual, you know what I'm saying? He plays offense, plays defense. Um, back to the Nets, though, since we covered everything. The Nets lost a lot of defense with Jared Allen, Torian Prince, and Karis LeVert. Uh-huh. Their bench uh-huh. is basically gone. Dinwiddie is hurt for the year, correct? Yeah. Dinwiddie yeah, is hurt with for a, the year. With a partially torn, I believe and it's MCL. So I'm interested to see, you know, guys like Jeff Green. Right? Yeah. I mean, Jeff Green is KD's best friend, it seems. I mean, but is he really going to be able to be a productive defender when it comes down to having a guard, LeBron, and AD? Because when the Lakers play the Nets, whenever, when it can be in the finals, it can be regular season, things like this, Who's KD's going to have to guard LeBron, right? KD's going to have to be the best defender. And KD is a defensive player of the year candidate at times. Mm. He is. He can be. But every night, I'm not sure that's in KD's blood, right? And then having to bring that 27, 28 points a game, also playing elite defense every night, uh-huh. looking at him as your best defender, it, it, it kind of throws things off. So it's going to be interesting to see how they mesh on defense, how their rotation goes when KD gets tired or James gets winded and, you know, you bring in that bench in. I don't know if they're going to do it where – the bench comes in and they keep one of the stars out there yeah, and kind of runs gonna, things. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's why I'm not really like, I hear everybody saying like, yo, the bench, the bench, the bench. But it's like, yo, bro, like, yo, you take one of those players out early. Like, yo, we've seen plenty of nights where James Harden like right. holds a team down right. for the rest of the game. Right. So, I mean, You're going to always have one of them on the floor. Yeah, that's If what I'm not saying. two at most times. So. And all three of them can find that shot at any time. So if it's to a point where like, all right, yo, this beat, I'm, I'm sure that their depth is going to be weak as hell. Their bench is mm-hmm. going to be weak. But if you got a player like Kyrie or you got a player like Harden or KD, like, fam, those players can find their own That's shots. That's true. However, uh, Sean Marks, their GM, did say, you know, that they're not done with the trade. They're, they're, they're still looking. They're still trying to, uh, you know, create this roster of yeah. what's going to be KD, Kyrie, and, and James. And you know that 
them three have to have the discussion of who they want to keep still, who they don't. Landry Shamit, to me, I thought he was going to come out and, and, you know, shoot it up. He's been struggling this year. Uh, he played a good role with the Clippers last year. I think he'll pick it up. And, and I yeah, think I say he's, he's, been, yeah, he's been picking up a little bit. He played good in the last game against the Knicks. And I mean, think about it. A guy like Landry Shamit, you can't excuse as much um, because last year he played with Paul George and, and Kawhi. Um, Kawhi and, and Paul George. So that was like the biggest thing last year, right? Coming into the season, being able to play with those guys. They teamed up and it was like the media was all over them. Shamit still was able to have a good year. I'm not sure that, you know, he's going to be able to get over the hump if he was slumping in the beginning of the season, now with this media going to give all the attention to Brooklyn, KD, Kyrie, James, it's going to be tough for the role players to to really step up and really embrace, you know, the villain role. One, they're going to have to embrace the fact that everybody's looking at this team like all they have is KD, Kyrie, and, and James. Yeah. Right? So it, they have a big responsibility and some yeah. shoes to fill. And, and, also, you know, and also, they got to remember, they were able to keep uh, DeAndre Jordan. Like that's something that people don't really understand. Like, yo, they have, they still have a solid rim protector. Right. Like that's somebody. That, like that's still like honestly the whole trade. I feel like that's like the biggest highlight to me. Like yo, they were still able to keep their perimeter big man. And that was a big thing. I mean, KD and Kyrie both wanted him there, um, for whatever reason. I guess you know he he brings value. Let's not discredit mm-hmm. him. He does bring defense, rim protection, and um, rebounding. I think Jared Allen. You can't be too mad, you know. You got to give up. You got to give up something. It's James Harden. Um, they're not in a horrible spot, mm-hmm. but they're in a spot where having a first-year coach, Steve Nash, yeah, having to deal with all this. It's, it reminds me of Eric Spoelstra, right? You get mm-hmm. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, three of the best players in the NBA at the time. It's a young coach. It's not a rookie coach. It's a young coach who you don't know if he has it, right? And look where Spolstra is right now. Yeah. That helps Spolstra be who he is today. I'm interested to see if this is going to build or diminish Steve Nash's legacy as a coach. And now, speaking of Steve Nash, you know, being a first-time and basically rookie head coach, we keep talking about, you know, this team of Kyrie, KD, James Harden. Right now, Kyrie's not in the picture, right. and that's not an easy thing to do if dealing with, you know, Steve Nash being, you know, rookie head coach, trying to, one, your whole roster basically kind of got flipped upside down. Now, we don't know if it's in a good and a bad way yet, because he still has to figure it out, obviously, and that's going to be a different dynamic. Obviously, there's only one basketball. These are a lot of ball-dominant players, especially in Kyrie and James Harden. Right. KD, we've seen be the best player on a championship team with Steph and Clay. So I think KD is going to be the main glue that holds it together. But with that being said, first, you have to have Kyrie basically there in the building in order to see what you have and right. put it together. Right. I mean, it's interesting. I know that Steve Young, Steve Young, shout out Steve Young. I know that Steve Nash being a first-time head coach, you know, is is a big story in all this. And then having to deal with, uh, we thought it was going to be a big thing, you know, having to deal with the egos of Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Um, James Harden just adds to that. But what helps is that on Steve Nash's staff is Mike D'Antoni, right? And Good point. He's he's an assistant coach. However, he coached James Harden the last, what was it, nine, nine years almost? So he has that. 
you know, one, he has that relationship with James Harden, which I think is his most important that you can have, um, which is why I do think that outside of Miami, this is the best situation for James Harden. I don't think that Philly, um, I don't think it would have not worked, but I think that this works best um, because having that prior relationship with a guy like James Harden, you know that his style of play has been different from everybody else's in the league, right? The Rockets were bring the ball to court, find the first shot, shoot the ball as many times as we can. The more you know shots and possessions, more points uh, we're going to have, more opportunity to score we'll have. Um, being able to bring in James Harden and kind of keep a level of what's going on in there, I think Mike D'Antoni is the perfect person to be able to have in there. Yeah, and, that, and it definitely fits better in Brooklyn with, like you said, because, I mean, even in Philly, he would have had Daryl Morey. But I think in I think in Brooklyn, you have, like you said, you have D'Antoni, who, if anybody's going to know James Harden, obviously, it's D'Antoni because he was the one who implemented small ball and built the team right. around Harden. Also, you have the fact of, we don't know. I mean, Philly's looking good right now, so you could kind of. It would lead you to believe that they're, you know, buying into Doc, and you know, Doc is getting the full potential out of them, and we're still yet to see what their potential is. Right. But when you have, you know, Kyrie, uh, spoke on so good on the behalf of Steve Nash. KD spoke good on the behalf of Steve Nash. So obviously, this is a guy that they wanted to bring in, and let and let's face it, everything is based around KD. KD wanted Kyrie. That's the reason Kyrie's there, and then they both signed in on Steve Nash, and Steve Nash is now the head coach. And we're hearing reports that Kevin Durant and James Harden were talking about this, you know, months ago. Right. So, yeah. I mean, they always got to keep it under wraps. <laughs> you got to. Yeah, you got to keep it under wraps. You can't. Got to move in silence, like Biggie, you know. So. Yeah, you know, you just gotta come in and when the time is right, and yeah. Shout out to KD keeping that thing on a low. So as of now, is it a lot? Like, should we be scared? We're both yo, no, both no, no. of our favorite no, teams no, no, no. are in the East. No, so we, we should definitely, we should definitely be worried. There is, yeah. there is concern for Eastern Conference teams out there. I mean, it is three of the best scorers in the league, and. James Harden is no slouch on defense. I know that he gets a lot of slack, or he used to get a lot of flack for that. He's gotten better defensively. He's gotten way better on defense. KD can play elite defense. And Kyrie is a bigger guard, so it doesn't worry me having him on a defensive end. He's not the best defending point guard, but he's not like an undersized guard who, you feel me, you can just kind of take advantage in ways. When you put him up against a Damian Lillard, like I'm not just like, okay, Dame's going to go cook him, right, as he would with Steph. You're not even putting Steph on a day. I think that That's you can cool. have the confidence to put him on another elite guard and, and make things tough. But it is going to be tough with the team defense and how they, you know, the chemistry. It's midseason. You know, the season kind of just started, but it is during season. It is, you know, a, a blockbuster trade. There was a lot of um, ego involved. There is a lot of drama that comes with it. And then not only James Harden bringing his baggage from Houston, but James Harden bringing his baggage from Houston into a place that already has their own problems. So Kyrie Irving stirs the pot, you know, every chance he gets. Kyrie Irving has been missing, quote-unquote, yeah. for the last five days or so. He, he sat out because he didn't want to play, supposedly. Those were his words. Personal and, reasons. Yeah, so 
it, it's it's very interesting. I don't know that we have to be so worried in a sense of do we really take this team in a first year serious that they're gonna be you know they're title contenders. Yes, honestly, yo, I wouldn't be. I don't think that they have it. Honestly, yo, with I don't the, think that they. Have I, it may sound wild for me to say it. First round exit, goddamn. No, I was about to say, how hot you coming? No, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie's off that team. Oh. I mean, that's hot too. I think there, there has been there has been saying that if this does continue, that maybe the Nets could have grounds to terminate his contract. I don't personally don't think you get to that point. Um, I think you need Kyrie, and I also think that in a way, the situation with Kyrie made them pull the trigger on the James Harden trade. So it's 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 an interesting dynamic of where they lie with Kyrie right so now. So that that aspect of it, you're so basically. You gave up everything you did, and now you're also giving up Kyrie Irving. What are you getting for Kyrie Irving? No, right? I mean, yo, to be real with you, Kyrie Irving, the way that Kyrie Irving is, like, acting right now. Programmed. Like, yeah, like, yo, I don't blame him for going to get, like, if Kyrie came out today and said, like, yo, I want to leave. No, I do blame them. You know why I blame them? Because they know what they signed up for. Now, did Kyrie Irving kind of take advantage of things, and does Kyrie Irving do things as he will? But didn't we know that? No, yeah. I, don't, I don't. No, no, no. When you did your evaluation on signing this free agent, one of the biggest free agents you've ever signed in franchise history, you didn't do enough research to figure. Yeah, he might do that. No, nah, because honestly, the reason why Kevin Durant even came to Brooklyn was because of Kyrie. Like, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, so, I'm like, all right, so you use. Kyrie to get KD. If Kyrie, if Kyrie, basically, if Kyrie, if Kyrie is coming to the Brooklyn Nets and we ask Kyrie, "Yo, who you want to play with?" and you mean to tell me that it's Kevin Durant I, as a Brooklyn Nets, I'm gonna feel like, all right, yo, this is somewhere he wants to be. He didn't want to be in Cleveland because of LeBron. He didn't want to be in Boston because of like there's I, there's issues everywhere. This is my point. He finds an issue with everything that happens. Now we saw with the bubble and how you know the social justice thing. Where his head was. Not that it's wrong. Not that he can't have opinions he has. But at the end of the day, like Stephen A. Smith said, you're under contract. Right? I mean, you owe it to your team. You owe it to your teammates. You owe it to your coach to at least be there with them and fight with them. If you're going to sit here and talk about getting my chakras right, going to see family. Like, fam, first of all, we in a pandemic. We ain't got time for that. Two, our team needs help. Like, that should be the most important thing. Do you think that Kyrie Irving and the Miami Heat will be going through this? Do you think that the Miami Heat would have signed Kyrie Irving, given the chance? I don't know that they would have. Because I feel like they do these character research, develop, uh, uh, you know, they do this research on everybody's character, and they're not going to bring in a locker room. All I'm gonna say, well, I don't want to use that word, but y'all know the word I'm trying to say. You know what was real telling, though? The first time that this hardened uh, broken shit um, kind of popped up. I remember they were saying, like, yo, Kevin Durant and Kyrie are off the table. And, like, two days ago, like, a report came out. It was just like, yo, y'all can get anybody but Kevin Durant. Who's that? I'm sorry. Uh, remember when it was, um, all right, remember when the Harden shit first happened? Right, right, right. It was saying, like, yo, the only people that you can't touch is Kevin Durant and Kyrie. And when that shit, like, came back around again, it was just like, yo, y'all can have anybody but Kevin Durant. Like, I wouldn't be, I ain't gonna lie, I wouldn't be surprised if the Brooklyn Nets are frustrated with that shit. No, they definitely are. No, they definitely but are. But to blame? This is my point. Y'all signed up for Kyrie Irving. Y'all gotta deal with Kyrie Irving. Nobody else, it's nobody else in the NBA's responsibility right, to deal with Kyrie Irving but the Brooklyn Nets. And you know why? Because they gave him four years, $170 million. I think it's also up to Kevin Durant. Because the, the reason they brought Kyrie 
was because Kevin Durant. That's Kevin Durant's guy. And the reason they brought in James Harden is because that's Kevin Durant's guy. That's so, what I'm so, so, if that's his well, guy, if that's his yeah. guy, then I'm gonna feel. See, I don't know about. I'm the, gonna feel confident. I don't know about the James Harden thing being his guy. I do. I do agree that that's his guy. But I think you bring James Harden in because he's James Harden. Honestly, like I don't say that. Oh, Kevin Durant wants James. No, Harden. it's de- it's Not definitely that. a two for one, bro. We want James Harden. Who team is it? Now, I mean, it, it, no, 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 no. KD and Kyrie's team. No, 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 no. Now it's it's Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant's team. Now it's Kevin even with yeah, it's it's Kevin. It's with it's this new development. Kevin is what you're saying? With Kyrie missing? No, even no, even no, even before. Like them bringing in James Harden. KD didn't even play last year. Kyrie played 20 games, but KD didn't play. Hey, KD is the best player on that team. They still, but game. to say it's KD's team, I think it's their team. I think no. it's their team. I think the way KD's they did team. everything about free agency, the little All Star break stuff. The, I think that no, I think it's KD's team because everything revolves around KD. Because Kyrie wouldn't even be there if KD didn't want him there. For that, for the sense of Kyrie and the way he's acting right now, I do agree. Yes, you got to look at it as KD's. But before that, the Nets signed up. For this to be Kyrie and KD's team. I don't think they signed up KD and Kyrie and said, all right, Kevin, your squad. Nah, yes, that's KD, their squad. No, like before, yeah, I feel you on that. Before it probably was mm-hmm. KD. Now, of course, you're going to grow frustrations. But as I'm saying, my argument is going to keep being, did you not know what you signed up for? And if you say no, then Sean Marks, I don't know that you're the person for that job. Y'all know what comes with Kyrie. I don't blame. Like this. I don't blame. I don't blame the Brooklyn Nets for taking a chance. I don't either. I don't either. But I don't. But I don't feel bad for them when this happens. That's the point. So I mean, what's the, I mean, like you can't really like expect a team to like that's not true. take a chance. Like yo, it's Kyrie. Besides all the det- the wild that's shit. That's not a problem like that. though. It's not Kyrie a problem to take a ball chance. Ball no, it's not a problem to take a chance on Kyrie. The problem is no, you saw feeling before. like blindsided by it. Like okay. Y'all knew y'all signed Kyrie. Y'all know he believes that the earth is flat. Y'all know that he sages the arena. Not saying that none of this is... Nobody can have these opinions or, or, or views on things. But this is the type of person he is. So y'all don't think mm. some shit like this would come up ever in an 82-game season? Sorry, 72 this year? Like, mm. you got you to gotta weigh every option. And that's why the Brooklyn Nets and Sean Marks are saying... Well, Kyrie, I spoke to him, and he's excited to get back with the guys. And they're not going to come out and publicly try Kyrie Irving or yeah. something like that. He's one of the best players on the, in the NBA. So you can't do it. You got to keep it shut. You got to bite your tongue. And you got to just, all right, whenever Kyrie wants to come to play, that's the good thing. When he wants to play, he's going to play, and he's going to ball. Well, but we need that energy every day. Well, the problem with that is it's no longer up to Kyrie because Kyrie was caught doing some non-COVID safe stuff. He was caught at a party with no mask. So now it's not up to Kyrie when he comes back. Now it's up to the NBA. And with that comes new COVID protocols. So they're definitely tightening down uh, at home. You know, you can only deal with immediate family members that you live with. You can only be for essential activities like grocery shopping, uh, do things like go to the gym, team gym, stuff like that. Um, if they're in, I think if they're in a kind of meeting situation, it can only be 10 minutes and they all have to wear their mask when they're out on the road, they're only at the hotel and then from the hotel to the bus. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. And it's a lot for these players. And we already have, you know, one that openly came on and said he is now with it. George Hill, very, 
opinionated. Said he was. Yeah, basically he said, "I'm a grown man. I'm gonna do what I want." That's basically what he said. But what do you say though, once I'm NBA players later, I'm a grown ass man. I can do. What you I can want. suspend them. Yeah, facts. I mean, you got to... Okay, here's the thing though. Like, I understand we're in a tough time. Like everybody, like, bro, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Everybody's dealing with shit right now. The world is going through it, or not the world. USA is going through it right now, as we know. But you're in the NBA. You, as far as me, he he's at a higher standard of living than I am because yeah. nobody's going to care if I go and wear my mask in South Beach which I don't it's I don't go like, to South Beach isn't George and I do wear my mask isn't George if I'm mistaken isn't George Hill a part of like the NBA Player Association type shit I believe so if, so for him to set that president is even worse well, I mean, but, yeah. and then Kyrie is the, the VP right so but my thing is my thing is around. you're held to a higher standard you're getting paid 28 million over the next three years, which is an average salary of 9.5 mil. You don't think that anybody has a say in how you treat yourself? Like, again, I don't make 9.5 million a year, so nobody's going to take a picture of me when I'm drinking a drink without a mask on close to Publix. But if George Hill was to do that, it's going to go viral because of the standard he lives. So you have to understand everything that comes with it. And that's going back to the Brooklyn Nets situation. You sign Kyrie Irving, understand what comes with that. You play in the NBA, bro. You guys went to the bubble last year. Not everybody agreed with it. Not everybody liked it. Probably nobody liked it in the sense of, you know, the isolation yeah. factor yeah. of it. And I get it. It's tough. It's rigorous. Much like your training camp. Much like your weight, you know, <laughs> your weight room sessions. Much like your diet restriction. Much like the fact that you're not able to smoke weed before you know what i'm saying in years past but that's what comes with being in the nba playing for an nba team getting paid under an nba salary and being a player on an owner's team and i don't want to put it in that way but this is what it is right that's what it is so george hill to come out and say that and being on you know a part of the nba players association i think it's immature because one he's a vet in this league he's been in the league for way too long and I get it. I get, you know, you don't agree with this. But just shut up. I ain't gonna lie. It was not shut up and dribble. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying shut up and dribble. What I'm saying is you don't have to express yourself all the time. It was real ignorant. You don't it, have to. I ain't gonna lie. It was kind of similar to like a kid being on the court. It was like, oh, y'all don't want to let me play? Well, I'm going to take my I'm ball. Throw it, yeah, yeah, like, I'm all right. Like, take my ball and go home. <laughs> it was, it's immature as hell. I'm pretty sure it's a lot. Here's of the quote. That feels the same thing. So everybody's filled in. Quote, George Hill said, uh, I'm a grown man, so I'm going to do what I want to do. If I want to go see my family, I'm going to go see my family. They can't tell me I have to stay in the room 24-7. If it's that serious, maybe we shouldn't be playing. It's life. No one's going to be able to just cancel their whole life for this game. That's how I think about it. What I take from that is, as, as okay, we can make this situation as easy as possible. All right. Raise your hand if you don't agree with the protocols of the league. Okay, you guys can sit out. That, that to me, solves everything. Because you can have these views on life. You can have these views on the protocol. You could think that it's the stupidest thing ever. But the NBA is only doing it to help themselves, help their players, and keep everybody as safe as possible. If they don't set a standard as the National Basketball Association, who's going who's gonna to live up to any standard? We, we are... We idolize these guys. We look at them as role models. We look at them and, and want to be like them. 
So for you, George Hill, you probably don't have a lot of 12-year-old fans. That's probably why he's saying something like this. But if a guy with 12-year-old fans was to say this, how is the 12-year-old going to go and be like, yeah, COVID's stupid. Like, my favorite basketball player doesn't even care about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't It doesn't rub right. I'm glad he's not on the Bucks because that's – I feel like the Bucks play at a standard. This is OKC talk. This is what happens when somebody lives in OKC. First of all, who got George They Hill? get bored. Who got George Hill as a screensaver? They get that's bored. That's nasty. If I look down and see George Hill, somebody's crazy. Mind you, this was after the Thunder lost to the Spurs, 112-102. So he was probably a little frustrated. Oh, he was mad. He was probably a little frustrated. Oh, man, get off him, man. Former buck. So I think we can agree that I think, like you said, it can be something as simple as, you know, get everybody together, whether it be virtual or otherwise, or get with teams individually, virtually, and whoever doesn't want to participate. Tom's you can sit out. King Philip, how much points he scored that game? Let me see. Yeah, lot. yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> Let me see a lot. You know Spurs. Oh, man. Okay, so. You want to ask me about, about COVID and I'll just score like two points? Went like 0 for 9. Thunder played the Spurs the other day. Here. We got it right here. Did he start? <laughs> oh, God. 12 points. 28 minutes, 12, 12 5 and 5. Oh, yeah, I'm mad. I mean, so, so a, a, a very George Hillesque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just got traded from the Bucks. I'm mad. Very frustrated. But let me ask you guys this. So do you think that if it does come down to that and players do choose to sit out, should there well should there be some type of penalty? And if so, what what do you think they should be penalty? No, I don't I well I think the NBA should have implemented like the NFL did, who's opting out, who's playing. Yeah. Right? Because at that point, you're gonna clear all this. Now if you opt if, if you didn't opt out, now we made new protocol, it was like, all right. So we asked you guys if you wanted to play or not, and we figured if you did, you would do it under our circumstances. Now you kind of feel opposed. COVID is striking back, bro. It's, it's growing again. Like it's not like the NBA is just being over precautious and and trying to you know look good. Like no, this is a real life thing. And yeah, I, I feel like you can. Ha- yeah, if you want to sit out, you should be able to even. All right, the NBA didn't do the opt out. Who's opting out? Who's not? You want to opt out? Opt out. Honestly, yo, I don't think you should have a choice. Like, bruh, it's been, like, yo. But you opt out, I think you should give up your contract for this year. Yeah, in fact, it's just like, dog, bro, we're not telling you. Because you want to get paid like, 9.5, but you don't want to follow the protocol. Like, now, if George Hill says, nah, I don't need 9.5 this year from OKC. I don't care about the rules. Fair enough. Fair enough. At that point, I feel like you're just living ignorant. That's on you. That's totally you're up to you. Man. Yeah, that's totally up to you. But... You can't have it your way. You know what I'm saying? Like, there has to be some sort of middle ground. I mean, it's the NBA, bro. No, I ain't gonna lie. I understand some of them rules may be kind of like, like, a little bit overboard and stuff like that. I feel as far as, like, just cancel the game. But at the same time, bro, people got families. Right. Like, bro, right. just... People have families with old people with underlying conditions. And you being a risk factor because... You didn't care. Now, I'm not saying like, okay, I understand. It's a little harsh. Like, only be able to go to the grocery store. Only do this. But, I mean, bro, sacrifices have to be made everywhere. Right. And He's not the, the only day, one doing it in the world. If like, you're going to move, move right. If you're going to move, move right. Because at the end of the day, if you go visit your non-immediate family and you're wearing your mask the whole time, there's no chance that you get caught 
looking like the you know the bad guy because okay look at this bad guy he went to go see family you're only supposed to see your mom and dad not your aunt and uncle no he's with his aunt and uncle but he also has his mask and so do they so there's nothing really that wrong with that yeah now you just saying i don't i think this is overboard da, 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 da. i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go there and you know you get caught up can't really blame us, bro. I hate when niggas tell me that they're a grown man while being immature at the same time. Right. I'm a grown-ass man. It's yeah. like, ah, I don't really know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, right now, you're not really providing a lot of evidence. <laughs> I mean, like I said, NBA season just started. We still got a lot left. Pacers, Pacers George Hill would never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, there, there he goes with that again. But we do have... NFL news. Mm. We're still holding on and clinching to what's left of this valuable NFL season. So we do have some head coaching news. We got some Urban Meyer news. We got some Doug Peterson news. And now recently, very recently, we have some Jets head coaching news. So you know what I'll do? I'll leave it to the floor. What what's what head coaching story headline is grabbing you guys? Should it be a no brainer for me? I mean, listen. So I, we'll let you go last. Because yeah. <laughs> we know where that we know where that's going. We don't want no brainers. I'm kind of, I'm kind of. Oh, maybe we should get it out the way. You know, we'll get it out the way. Go, go ahead. Yeah, get we'll get out, out the way. Um, yo, Doug Peterson. I am so. Oh shit! Forgot about that one. I'm gonna be real, bro. I'm. I promise you, I did not see that coming. Like, yo, look at the old part. Yo, I was over here taking up for Doug. I didn't see that coming. Yo, let me be real with you. I think. It's going back to our, you know, they don't want to like, they don't want to like admit that they were wrong about paying Carson all that bread. They want to make it work, basically. I feel like that's how it is. They like, they legit choose a side. Whether they're going to go with Doug or Carson. Doug and Carson wasn't cool. And it was just Clearly. like, yo. Yeah, it was just like, Clearly. yo, we got to move forward with one. Let's just move forward with it. I think that, that has to be it. I think that has to be it. One, first of all, though, like, let's take a step back. You did invest all this bread in him. At the time, it wasn't a bad decision. It wasn't. He was balling. You you didn't realize that might not really be him. Fair enough. But Doug Peterson showed more than I can count on my fingers why he shouldn't be the coach this year. Of the Eagles, at least. And I'm not saying that Doug Peterson is not a good head coach anywhere else. He can't have fine success doing anything else. I think he's an offensive coordinator. I think he's you know that type of guy. I don't think he's a head coach. But... Doug Peterson had at least five head scratch moments. He had multiple in in one game to where you just left like, okay, Carson is the problem, but I think this is too. And what did I say two months ago, two and a half months ago? Got to get rid of Doug. Got to get rid of Carson. And we were arguing and it was like, yeah, but bro, take for the last the last impression that Doug Peterson left on Philadelphia and Jeffrey Lurie, how do you blame Jeffrey Lurie for looking at Doug Peterson when you play the when you're playing the Redskins and you bench Jalen Hurts? What was that about? Oh, we want to see we want to see what this guy can do. So wait. First of all, you choose now. Secondly, do you not know what Nate Sudfield can do? Are you not playing to win the game? Are you playing to ten? Like it's too much. Hey, too much. Like what the had, fuck was that? That's way too much. Feel for a good minute, bro. So, okay, okay. How about this? How about this? How about no, this? No, I'm speaking no, to no, you. I know, I know, I know. How about this though? Y'all want to see what Nate Sudfield does? Cool. He fumbled the snap. 
or he threw a pick. What did he do first? Because he, he turned the ball over twice in two possessions. So on that first possession, it should have been like, okay, that's what he is. Jalen, you weren't doing bad at all, actually. You, you were looking like you could have won the game. I mean, he was throwing seven for 22, fam. It, it but he put up points, though. All I'm say he put up points, and he, he put up points, but it wasn't like he was out there slinging it. I hear you now, but he also played a very good defense, right? Who are we talking about here? Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He played a very good defense, a team that needed to win the game to get to the playoffs. First of all, they had the second pick in the draft last year, and they're in the playoffs now. A division opponent at that. It's a rookie quarterback who's not the greatest thrower, doesn't have the whole playbook at his disposal. What do you think Nate Sudfield is going to do, though? That's my... I don't care. Okay, Jalen Hurts could have... Like, yeah. What do you think Nate Sudfield is going to do? Yo, listen. I think Jalen Hurts... I think we would have won more games with Jalen Hurts at QB. Like, I feel like... I feel like the way that Jalen Hurts is playing is the way... Knowing that we had an injured ass right. team, knowing that our team was beat the hell up, Jalen Hurts... Is what we expected Carson wants to do. At least. Yeah. Like, at the yo, very like, least. Like, yo, like, I, he beat the Saints. A franchise quarterback should at least be able to hold your head over water. No yeah. matter all the injuries y'all had, I know y'all hey, was yo, banged up. I'm not going to take it away from, like, I understand, like, Doug probably has some head scratching. But, fam, look what he's working with. Like, he working Fair with, enough. Like, he's working enough. with a quarterback who's not listening. And it's on top of that, it's just like, yo, this nigga. No, he sucks. Yeah, like, bro, I don't watch Carson Wentz stand in the pocket. But he sucks as a coach. So, Ooh, Doug? yes. I disagree. I think, no. I think, I, Doug think is- I think that with this team he had, especially this year, I know that y'all was playing. But given all of that, you still managed to have a chance to get to the fucking division championship. We're regret letting him go. You had a chance to show that you guys are going to compete 100% of the time, which they didn't. And then it's like, okay, Carson Wentz, I, I don't know, bro. bro. I, I think Doug Peterson. I think Doug Peterson is, is just as bad as, as like like the decline for Carson Wentz was so fast, and I think Doug Peterson took the slide. Like so you trying to say they both right trash. Like, like, I, I don't think Doug Peterson is as trash as Carson Wentz. No. I don't look at it as a Doug. But Peterson I don't think slide. that the Eagles and and Doug bro, Peterson. Like, like I feel like their their relationship kind of just melted away. Bro, look what happened when we played the Browns. Like, bro, bro, a lot of them W. I mean, a lot of them L's. Wasn't on Doug. It's Carson Wentz throwing picks. Fair enough. Thinking that he's like some Superman shit. Like, yo, it was one game where like, yo, we... So wait, so wait. Why was Carson Wentz playing the whole time and then Jalen Hurts... Why did Jalen Hurts come in so late? Whose decision I think, was No, no, no. I think Carson Wentz was in there because I think Doug Peterson put his neck out there on the line for Carson Wentz. So then who do we blame? Carson Wentz? No. You put your neck out there. I mean, I, I I don't blame him. Like, like I would put... Like, bro, because it's just You don't like, blame him, but this Carson is what happens, Wentz, bro. He's out of a job. You got to somebody's got to be wrong. Doug Peterson stepped into that position. I think we're wrong for letting Doug. Peterson he didn't go. like I the position didn't the the I think no, listen, I think we should have let Carson Wentz go. Like 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 you said, like yo, he's good right. in Indiana right. with with your boy. Let him go. Like yo, bro, it's not good. Bro, pull up Doug Peterson record without Carson Wentz. Fam, he's good without Carson. It's just not they don't but get along. Just seeing just what just seeing the way he coached this team this year. I don't think that this team was playing for Doug Peterson. No, I don't think won. that the locker room they just cares won. for Doug Peterson anymore as much. I know some guys in there do. But look at your captain on the team, Jason Kelsey. I mean, lost. One of your best players and, and I guess, longest tenured, if you will, comes out after that game and basically just shit shows the organization. I think he's just frustrated. 
That's fair. For a reason, though. Yes yeah. or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a reason or no? No, no, no. Because no, no, after that fair. Washington game, the whole world was confused. Everybody and, was like, let me tell you, wait, what the fuck did we just watch? Right. I, honestly, they fired Doug because it's like, yo, he lost he lost respect in the locker room. Like, I feel like that's the last thing you should do. I don't think that I don't think that, that coach needs to come back. If you lost respect from the locker room, we need to find somebody that just locked yeah, room. Yeah, if that's, if that's like, the that's case, that's different. Key. Yeah, that's different. If you lost respect in the locker room, that's different. I mean, and but, I don't think every guy in there, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think that they would I think the most important ones, the most vocal ones. Don't you think that? Don't you think that if the locker room really cared about Peterson, they would have played harder for him? And you guys, like, you guys. But at the end of put the day, a tie like, tie on the record. Bro. I don't know. You got a tie on the record, aren't you? Guys, did you guys do that this this decade already? Yeah, bro. Anytime, bro. You know, it's crazy. I promise with, you. With I the same team. Yeah, bro. Every time. Even with McNabb. We did. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Bengals, right? The Bengals, yeah. I don't even watch games when we play the Bengals because I don't want to see a tie game. But listen, yo. Honestly, I think we shouldn't have let Peterson go. Be real. The only reason agree. why I say that, the only reason why I say we shouldn't so, have let Peterson go because he was, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts was looking good. He had Jalen Hurts in. Him and Jalen Hurts is looking good. Jalen Hurts was actually like doing everything. He was throwing it. He was running it. You want to be real with you? He looked like the first year Carson Wentz. I look. I'm not saying second like, year MVP running up Carson. Wentz. I looked at it like, year. look. Every time Jalen Hurts started to progress, Doug Peterson would make a move in a game to have him just like steady, steady, steady. And it's just like we saw at times when Carson Wentz well, was well, still well, the starting quarterback. He, he's a rookie quarterback. Fair enough. But we've seen rookie quarterbacks come in and have everything given to them. We've seen rookie quarterbacks come in and be baby fed. The Eagles were at a point this year where you guys had nothing to lose. You guys had everybody was injured. Your quarterback deteriorated in front of your eyes. Were iffy on the coaching situation. Like, bro, go out there and do everything you have to do to win these games. I don't think that Doug Peterson did that. Yo, the games that we lost with Jalen Hurts and the games that we lost with Carson Wentz, <clears throat> the games that we lost with Jalen Hurts was probably like field goal, like lost by like fam, like yo, this nigga was Carson Wentz was throwing interceptions on screen passes for sure. Like I mean, no, like, I'm not discrediting how bad. Carson no, no, Wentz I'm, got. I'm saying right, like right. we should have let Carson Wentz go. Like yo, you he's still bad. will. You still will. My That's whole the thing. thing. You like, still yo, will. He came out. He came out and said he wanted to go. And then he turned around and says, like, yo, no, no. I just think I that y'all stay. have too much respect for Carson Wentz, though. I don't, yeah. Man, listen, I'm down with letting him go. Like, it just ain't working out. Now, I mean, it's, like, boom. It's a matter like, of the contract. He comes back. Yo, he comes back next year. That too, yeah. Yo, he yeah. comes back next year with a different coach and does the same thing. Then look. He's healthy. There's no more excuses for this man. Like, yo, bro, I'm so tired of this nigga Carson that's, Wentz. That's going to be, be the, that's gonna be the last excuse. If, if, but they're obviously going to have to – it's going to be a tricky situation because they're clearly going to have to bring in a guy who believes in Carson Wentz and believes he can have Carson Wentz go back to his old ways. But the quarterback play in Philly has been questionable we're not a, all year. We're not a desirable team. Like, if a coach look at us... You got a lot of holes to fill. Right? Yeah, you got a lot of holes to fill. You, you got cap aging, problems. We have aging-ass players. We have cap problems. We have a quarterback dilemma that niggas don't know. Like, th- like honestly, when we real with you, I think we should hire um, Deuce Daly. Why not? He's been there forever. He comes in... I mean, I, I heard y'all going to interview Keller more. I don't know that you want to hire a running back. That's all I know. No, I'm taking it. He's I been heard, around heard, the team forever. He I heard, how, how, how do you feel about your boy Kellen Moore? Heard y'all introduce, I mean, interview him. I think that's a good spot. I'll take Joe Brady over him. I think Kellen Moore and what he's done in Dallas 
pretty impressive. He's another offensive-minded coach. I feel like the way that the league is going and trending is, can you be this quarterback whisperer? Can you yeah. be the guy to talk to this guy? Can you write a, call up the, the perfect plays? And Kellen Moore has clearly been able to do that in Dallas. Um, and to his credit, I think Andy Dalton had a pretty decent role when he filled in. Like, I thought it was going to be horrible. Like, we clowned Andy Dalton when they signed him. You know what I'm saying? And did all that. Da, 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 da. But I think Andy Dalton came in and played some pretty good football at times. He did. Um, and up. I think that you got to credit Kellen Moore. And I, I think that Jason Garrett leaving, oddly enough, because Jason Garrett leaves and his team, you know, is, is a has a fighting chance. He went to the Giants, right? Where is he? Yeah, he's, he's the offensive offense coordinator. coordinator yeah. And the Giants started playing good toward the end of the year. But nonetheless, I think that um, you've seen the departure of Jason Garrett and the emergence of a Kellen Moore with the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, Dak Prescott, that shit screwed them up. But yeah. nonetheless, they're going to be exciting. I think that is a good opportunity for them. But... It's some different coaching news out here too. Wait, hold on. Can't get My on boy scene. Urban. Before we get off this, that was very uh, obvious answerish. I know. Before we get up off this though, I'm gonna say, whoever is the head coach for Philly, you have a tall task. And I'm a Philly fan. Oh, yeah. I'm a Philly fan. Here's the thing though. Tall Here's task. the thing though. It's not the tallest task. A taller task and a and a nah, bro, head coaching job that I'm excited for. Oh, hold on, hold on. Also, add. Go ahead. We don't have Jim Schwartz no more, so you have to get another defensive coordinator. I think you'll be fine. You're going to get a whole new staff. You're getting a new coaches. Yeah, yeah. They're going to bring in their own staff, so don't even worry about that. Robert Saleh, Salah, whatever you want to call him. I don't disrespect, but I think it's Saleh, Salah. Defense coordinator from the 49ers. Obviously, was just in the Super Bowl last year. Had one of the best defenses. Best pass rush. His team plays for him. They play with energy. He has energy on the sideline. He's an exciting type of coach. He's young. He had one of the best defenses in the league last year and the year before that. This year, 49ers been played, right? Yeah, they had the yeah. issue, you know, the injury issue that, that a lot of teams had this year. But we have saw emergence of a guy like Fred Warner become one of the best linebackers in the league. We saw a guy like DeForest Buckner. We saw a rookie, Joe uh, Nick Boza. Hey, I fucks with him. Shout out to him, DeForest. I think that me too, bro. That's my guy. <laughs> um, I think that a guy like Saleh. What do we want to call him, Robert? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll call, him, call, we'll call him, him Robert. We'll call him Robert. Him Coach Robert. Hey, mind if I call you Robert? Coach, Coach Robert. His last name later. So. Coach <laughs> Robert. All right. So I think the Jets did a we'll good job, Coach Rob, in in hiring him because the the Jets, first of all. You're going from bottom of the barrel, right? Literally, Adam Gase is like the last scoop of mayonnaise out the jar. And, <laughs> yeah, that was dirty. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Yo, he's like, you know, <laughs> he's like the beginning of when you pour the mustard and you get like all the, the water. Before oh, you, you get, get the like water. The yeah, yeah, you forgot to shake it. That's Adam Gase. They had Adam Gase for the last two, was it two or three? I think it was this, two. This is two. This is the second long, year. Too long. And I think he's one. Five games or so? I'm not sure, but that number is less, like, probably less than my hand. Five, six games. Plus an eight, for sure. Um, nobody cared to play for Adam Gase. He clearly isn't what he was advertised in Miami. We saw that in Miami. I could have told you all that. We saw it, but something about those Jets, they went and hired him, 
And I don't know if it was Curse. what's some kind of surprise? I don't know if it was the reverse psychology thing. Let's get that pick right. Yeah. We get Sam Darnold. Now we go whoever this year. It's gonna be interesting. We'll talk more draft later, but I think that's kind of telling that they went with a kind of defensive minded head coach, right. considering you right. know the quarterback situation. Well, with- the quarterback situation. But also the Adam Gay situation because he was the quarterback whisperer. He was the offensive guru. That is true. Right? So that didn't work. We better not hire him at fucking two. No. Let's no, try to Adam figure out. Let's try to figure out if we can get a guy that the team is going to play for, one. And I think a guy like Coach Robert is a perfect match for that. Two, a guy that understands how to win. And Coach Robert understands that. We see his his tenure, you know, and and the improvement over the years that he was in San Francisco in that defense. Now, it's going to be very important that he finds a great OC and a guy who can call plays because I'm not expecting him to take that role of play calling at all. And I think that, um, you know, the Jets, the Jets can go and offer a Kellen Moore, the OC job. You know what I'm saying? Like they have options, but. I think it's most important that you hire a, a coach that your team looks at and says, like, okay, this guy can hold the locker room. I'll play for this guy. And that's where it starts. Now, he's never had no head coaching experience, right? So, obviously, there's that. And the Jets have a lot to fill. But when you start off with the foundation, a, a strong base foundation, a defensive-minded foundation where, okay, games are going to be won at the trenches. He loves his D-line. So, games are going to be won at the trenches. We have to understand that. Now that we understand that, we go attack that type of draft, right? We're going to have that type of draft where we're going to get players, not just, you know, the biggest name. Not just, We need the best players up front first. Mm-hmm. Then we start building around. And I think that it's it says something to Robert coaching the Jets because Justin Fields' name has been out there, Zach Wilson, yada, yada, quarterback. Do we go O-line? I think that Sam Darnold. Is a good quarterback. I do too. And I don't think that they shouldn't draft a quarterback, but I don't think that they have to draft. Yeah, a quarterback. I, I agree. I agree. 100%. And I think they need to get the most dominant player in the draft at number two. I mean, that's not just the, the, the early mock. The early exactly mock is uh, Sewell, the offensive tackle from Oregon, which I think you definitely should do because. It all starts in the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. It all starts in the trenches. You can have Randy Moss that. out there. If you don't have time to throw the ball, it's not going to work. So I definitely think you have to start from the interior, work your way out. And especially when you have a team that has so many holes and so many needs, I feel like whenever you have a team like this, which is pretty much bare besides the quarterback position, which is also questionable, but I do believe they should give Sam Darnold one more year. If they did grab a quarterback, I don't blame them. You know, you bring in this guy if right. he's not with Sam Donald. You know, the GM was talking that they could maybe be making other big trades and other big moves. Yeah. So the we'll see on that thing about aspect. The Jets is that they have two and twenty three, so they can trade up from twenty three, right, and still grab a quarterback. They can trade up from twenty three and maybe still get, you know, a, a dominant pass rusher, a dominant O lineman, but. That's in April. We're not going to get too deep into the draft. It's just, I think, like I said, getting a coach like him 
it speaks to where their mind might be at with this draft. They're going in the right direction. And I, th- I think so. I think it's a great opportunity for him and, and seeing him. Uh, we knew that the job was going to come sooner than later because yeah. after the Super Bowl, you know, he was hot shit last year and deservedly so. And he was getting talked about um, all year. I'm glad that we see a person of color get another head coaching chance. The oddball is the Eric Bieniemy type of thing where Eric he's not Eric. getting any offers. No, he's been getting interviewed. He's been getting interviewed. But I mean, that's basically that's kind of that's, it's kind of the same thing. Like you interview a guy, you figure it out, you know. So you think that he's plus not- plus? I think he's also. I mean, he's still in playoff mode. He's still trying to. Fair you know, enough. He's still trying. Fair enough. So I think you can interview, but I don't think he's going to commit to anything right. just yet. Which, before we get into obviously we got playoffs. Before we get into that, my boy Urban yeah, got you, the job in Jacksonville. I used to have some 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 weird feelings about Urban, but at the end of the day, he brought us two national titles. I can't be too mad. Still my guy. So he goes into a situation where he's, let's face it, he's going to get Trevor Lawrence. He's going to get Trevor Lawrence. He's coming from college ranks, which I, th- I think the interesting fact, and one, they have, I think they have the most cap room, and then two, they have 11 draft picks. And you're getting Urban Meyer who is coming from that side yeah. of the ranks. So I'm looking to them to have a an excellent draft class. Um they have they could do what you know the Dolphins did last year. They have like I said the number one in cap so they could do a lot of moves. Everybody's been talking about, you know, obviously you got Trevor Lawrence coming down to Jacksonville, no state tax. <laughs> so it could be very interesting to see what my boy Urban does. But We'll see what happens with that. So, I'll, I'll do it like this, since we're definitely going to hit on playoffs. We'll do, I want to do this. So, I'll go to y'all. I'll say the game. I want to hear who you think is going to win and why. Okay. So, so we're going to start with. Forehead got sweat all over it. I'm just jumping out there on the ledge. Separates the meds from the boys. I'm out here like Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Shout out to him. So we got Mister. <laughs> I don't want to do what Stephen A. does, but we do have the proverbial MVP, in my opinion, a lot of people's opinion. In Green Bay, taking on Aaron Donald and the Rams. So I'll start with the man to my direct left, June. Who you got and why? I mean, I think this is an easy one. I think the Packers are the best team in the NFC. Um, I think that's the obvious thing right there, that they're the best team in the NFC, especially after the performance that we saw Seattle put up last week. We thought that, you know, they were arguably, you know, they're on the rise, like their defenses started playing good. They Their offense took a hit, and you know, but they could not recover from the hit that the offense took. They ended up firing Schottenheimer um, for that reason. Yeah. They got to figure things out. They extended Pete Carroll for a couple of years. And they fired at OC, so they have to figure that out. Um, it's obvious to me that Green Bay is the team to beat in the NFC. Um, a guy like Aaron Donald would be the most important factor in this game and most important factor in beating a team like Green Bay. And more important than Jared Goff being healthy, more important than Jalen Ramsey starting or hurt. Um, but he's hurt, Aaron Donald. And you know, I'm not sure exactly what it was. Looked like he cracked a rib. He might have just some abdominal injury. Whatever it is, he was in pain. And 
he's not going to be 100%. So I'll take a 80%, 75% Aaron Donald any day. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Against, you know, a team without their best offensive lineman as well. But yeah, that's a, ribbon. a guy like Aaron Rodgers Oof. and his knowledge of the game and his, his, his wits being coached by a guy like Matt LaFleur who's not getting credit. He's not getting enough credit. I know we, we said that, you know, he's a coach of the year candidate, this, that, and a third. And, you know, last year we said it worked really well. But I think it's working exceptionally well. Um, Devontae Adams has worked himself Ooh. to be one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not the. That's up to y'all. Madden 99 Club. Um, and that defense over there, headlined by their two safeties who finished top 10 in PFF rankings, Oof. Darnell Savage, the rookie. And Adrian Amos, strong safety over there. Um, they've been playing pretty good. I know they're not getting to the quarterback as well. Uh, I know that Preston Smith or, or what's his name, uh, Zadarius Smith. You know they had a little the off duo. years. They had a little off years, but that's not what's winning them games. What's winning them games is the offense being moved in a fluid motion, and we saw it against elite teams, right? I mean, some call Tennessee elite. I don't give them that. I don't either. But we saw what they did to Tennessee, Green Bay, um, and dismantled them. Granted, it was raining. I mean, it was snowing. It was on Sunday night. But it was a game still, that was built was, up, right? It was precise. It, it was, was, like, it was precision, was yeah. And, and we saw, uh, what's his name, Devontae Adams. What did he have that game? I, I have to see that. Hold on. 11 receptions, 142 yards, and three touchdowns. That's on the Titans' defense. Not to say that they have the best defense, but they do have a very competitive defense. Now, what's interesting here is Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams, right? And Jalen Ramsey has been known to shut down all big-time receivers all season. That's why he got paid what he did. That's why he's the best corner in the business. That's why he did it last week versus DK Metcalf. I know he scored two touchdowns, but they were not on Jalen Ramsey. Um, It's going to be... Very important that he stays all game, all game, man to man. But here's the problem. When you play man against Aaron Rodgers, he's going to find a guy that gets open. Mm-hmm. If you play zone, it's even easier. So the key thing for the Rams to have a chance at beating this Packers team is what the Bears do. Make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. Try to make him throw the ball as quickly as possible. Try to force a turnover. Do I see that happening? No. So unanimously, I think that that is just pretty easy. The Packers are going to go in there, take care of business, division round, and um, it's going to look like they didn't even miss last week, right? It's going to look like they just played week seventeen last week and they're in the playoffs now. I I can see the Packers putting up thirty five plus. I feel the Oof. same way because um the Rams don't do too good on that play action shit. Like the Rams, like they come I mean, they, so and they run it a lot. And on top of that, Drew, I said, why am I thinking of Drew Brees? Aaron Rodgers is kind of like the man on that play action shit. Like, I mean, he's the man in general. Yeah, but. Like, <laughs> he's the man. That's the no, He's like, the man. No, no, no. But, like, that play action shit, that's mm-hmm. like his bread and butter. And, like, the Rams ain't going to know how to, like, right. they're not going to know how to defend that shit. Like, he's great on the play action, and that's their, like, right. their weakness. And then just going back to it, you know, if I can, Jared Goff, right? I mean, Cam Makers, shout out to Cam Makers, had a career day. Um, biggest game of his career in the biggest game of his career. So you got to shout him out. But Jared Goff has a broken thumb. Wofford got concussed and, and not playing. He's definitely yeah. not getting in that game. Um, 
you can't you can't look to the Rams and say, you know, Jared Goff, we need you to throw it 45 times and, and you know, expect him to do that efficiently and, and in a way to where uh, those receivers are going to outmatch, you know, Green Bay. I, I really don't see it. I think it's a steamroller's game. I don't think that this is one of the competitive games of the weekend. I think Aaron Rodgers, like you said, is the MVP yeah. of the season. And I think he he knows it's a regular season award, but mm. wants to show exactly why in the playoffs he's the MVP. Yeah, mm. honestly, Love it. Yo, Love it. You know, that I was about to say, that's the matchup I'm looking I'm looking towards. I ain't about no disrespect. I wouldn't say all that. Disrespect to Jalen Ramsey. I know he's wrong. I don't know about all that. He's good. Yo. We're talking about a man that shut down DK Metcalf two times. We're talking about a man that shut down DeAndre Hopkins two times. We're talking about a guy that shut down. He could be up for defensive player of the year. Let's talk about it next week. Let's talk about it next week. I ain't gonna lie, yo. I'm so, gonna, you know I'm, what? Yo, I'm just gonna go out there on the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there. Stop, I think Devontae about to go in. I oh, think okay. he's about to make Jalen look like normal. I like, like it. All that. Yo, we're gonna, we're gonna stay tuned. Y'all listening? Yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're gonna stay tuned for that. Hold me But you know what? Since you hot, cat. Since you hot right now, you were saying the same thing. You were saying the Chiefs game versus the Browns. That was gonna be a blowout. Yeah, Chiefs blowing that shit out. I seen what Why Chase Claypool says so? You already know. <laughs> when it's Chase, salty yeah. <laughs> Did y'all see those comments before we get? Into oh yeah, the oh yeah. I didn't like Super that. salty. I didn't like Super that. salty. I think that Chase Young, Chase Young, excuse me, Chase Young. Shout out to Chase Young. Shout out. Chase Claypool, outstanding, phenomenal rookie, <laughs> had a great year. Young. But <laughs> bad man. I mean, first of all, bro, when you get humbled, like, okay, if y'all would have lost a close game. Then there's a little room to kind of maybe say one little thing, throw some salt here or there. But not like, like that. No, that was fam, some salt, fam. man. I was dumping it all fam. on. What? Y'all got embarrassed on Sunday Night Football. That wasn't even no spring. In front of Chris Collins. At home. Michaels, at home. And and they flexed that game to the nighttime game because it was supposed to be the 4 o'clock yeah. game. And yeah, fumble yeah. on the first possession, interception on the second. You go down 14 zip. Juju Smith-Schuster all season has been dancing on logos. All season has been mocking other teams. All season has been trying to be this pretty boy, you know, can't beat me. They were 11-0. We give it he to them. He ain't Ojo. They went from 11-0 to 28-zip fast. 28 That's all I know. And, and I'm not going to go and say, yeah, Cleveland's going to give Kansas City a run for their money. No, I think Kansas City is the unanimous choice. For Super Bowl, I think it's gonna be a close. I think it's gonna be a closer game than we think, though. I will say Fair that. Fair enough, but real quick, I'm gonna let you break it down. The buildup, though, the Browns have to beat Pittsburgh to get into the playoffs. Pittsburgh benches Ben Roethlisberger, but the Browns let up 315 yards to Mason Rudolph, and they win the game by two points. So going into Wild card weekend, super wild card weekend. I'm like, listen, man, I don't know. These Browns could be the same old Browns. Baker Mayfield could fold. That defense let Mason Rudolph throw for 300 yards on him. Mason and, Rudolph. And they didn't have their head coach. You know what I'm saying? So, no, no, no. But I'm saying, um, I'm saying week 17. So going into the oh, playoffs, okay. it was like, yeah. right. And now to add to that, yeah. they just beat him by two points. They don't have their head coach out there. This is their first playoff game in 17 years. What are the Browns going to do, right? That was kind of the thing. Like, what are the Browns going to really do? Like, they're still a little bro. I was happy for them. The Browns graduated. <laughs> the Browns graduated, and they showed the Steelers up. 
They shut them up. They showed that they're clearly the better team. This Browns team is clearly the better team than this Pittsburgh Steelers team. And a big point that was made during the broadcast of the game was that this is not typical of the Steelers being this non-physical, non-tough team. This team is full of, I don't want to like name-call nobody, but it's like... They're just they're just football players. They're not they're not the Joey Porter, the James Ferrier, the Troy Palomalu, the Ryan Clark. You know, even on offense, the Heinz Ward, yeah. the Antoine uh, Antoine Randall L. Santana. You know what I'm saying? That, that was like a fierce, competitive type of team. Nowadays, you got guys who go on social media and do TikTok dances. You got guys who throw salt at the team. They just got whooped on national television by after the game, like. This is worse than what AB did. They feel like, <laughs> like this is worse than what AB did. I don't care what y'all say, bro. Juju feel, dancing on the, their, on his on the logos every week is worse than AB. They feel a lot of their culture real bad. For sure, yeah. for sure. And it's not a thing of Mike Tomlin. Like somebody was like, "Oh, so do they fire Mike Tomlin?" Like, Fuck no, they don't fire don't Mike know, Tomlin. Bro, this still... is his worst season probably ever. Like in a sense of in a sense of losing shit like how they started so great yeah yeah and then yeah. it just kind of plummeted that was probably his worst like digression but one that team loves him two they play for him and and he's a great coach like no his job is not in question i know that was kind of blasphemous if but it was a fire my tongue they will go can't, crazy no can't 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 it's not wow. even it's not even a, a topic it's more of just like hell no this team sucks Straight up. Mm, no. Straight up. I, I, Straight up. I, I don't think the team sucks. I, I think they I, need to. We're talking about Pittsburgh. We're talking about. We're talking about Pittsburgh. I think they need to move on from uh, Ben. That's it. Like, I don't think the team sucks. Right. Because look what happened the week before. He threw for uh, Mason Rudolph throws for 315 yards. He's limited. Like, Ben is limited. But Big Ben. Yes. Big Ben is a lot of your problems, but he's not all of your problems. I mean, Deontay Johnson led the league in drops. Their defense was Swiss cheese this year. For the the yeah. latter part of the year, no, where they came I guess it got just figured out. I think it was just like teams figured it out, yeah. and they realized that look, if you punch this Steelers team in the mouth, they're not the old not Steelers gonna that's gonna back. punch you right yeah, now. Gonna... Just punch them and keep punching, yeah. and that's what the Browns did. And going into, I know we're talking, we're talking more of the Steelers than the Chiefs right now, um, but going into the Chiefs game. I think the Browns have utmost confidence. Keep that mentality for I sure. Think, yeah, they have that. We can punch them first. But let's be real. Let's come back down to earth. Let's calm down. Justin, I'm trying to get you to calm down. I got Chiefs 34-24. I got them winning by 10. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Tyreek Hill. It's Travis Andy Kelsey. Reed. It's Travis Kelsey. There's no chance that Baker Mayfield. And there's some more Tyreek Hill. And I do <laughs> want to shout out Baker Mayfield for his performance. Last week, because I think he played a great game, and I think that he the team plays for him. Is it Levy on over there? Isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> um, that's fucking firepower. Baker Mayfield is going to put up a competition. This is the Texas Tech versus Oklahoma game that they both threw for five hundred yards. We get to see them in the playoffs now. It's interesting, but it ain't as interesting as no. Sorry, I will. I will. I will. No, <laughs> no I, uh, I will say the biggest dynamic is how well the Browns run the football. Right. That's going to be the biggest dynamic. I, I've been saying it for years, and I will continue to say it. The best thing to do with quarterbacks like Mahomes, like Deshaun Watson, like Aaron Rodgers, don't give them the ball. Like, give them the ball the, as the least amount yeah. of time as you can because these dudes can score quicker in a hurry, 
blink and you missed it, yeah. right? Especially when you got guys like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, another dude who could be arguable, number one receiver in the league. So with the Browns, they have that they've shown that ability to strike fast. Baker Mayfield is has played lights out, sure. could be most improved. Um for I, sure. I think we gotta credit the Browns defense for finding a way to create turnovers and capitalize on mistakes. They've done it all year. Yeah. Um, and we saw it with a deteriorating Big Ben. What did it cost? Three turnovers? I mean, obviously one was on Pouncey, but they had – no, Big Ben threw four picks. Bro, that shit got out of hand from the first game. Four picks and a fumble recovery for a touchdown was what the Browns got. First, Phillip Rivers. They capitalized on his mistakes. They picked them off. I mean, we saw it throughout the year, and it's it's not the biggest name guys out here. It's guys like Sheldrick Redwine. It's guys like um, uh, their their safety. That I don't even know his name. Like they're just making plays and playing with the confidence. If Miles Garrett can wreak a havoc that Patrick Mahomes doesn't know of, the only well Patrick Mahomes knows of this because of the Super Bowl last year, and you got to credit the Chiefs for that goddamn win because they came back. But Patrick Mahomes shows that he can be a little erratic. Under pressure, you can bring him, you, you can, you but can he's Patrick Mahomes. You can make him human. Let's not, let's not, let's not, it's still Patrick Mahomes. But the Browns are not the team that's going to do that. I think it's going to be interesting. I think the Chiefs obviously are going to take it. I'm looking forward to seeing Kareem Hunt return. To I think we City. see an interesting first quarter. Yeah, Kareem Browns Hunt could be win. the X factor. If we'll the see. Miles Garrett got to fucking play out of his mind. Like, he got to fucking abuse Patrick Mahomes. Like, I'm talking like four sacks. Like, even more. Like, yo, you got to. That's, like, that's fair. You got to make him feel. Like, you got to make him feel. Like, having Patrick. He ain't getting no guy. Yo, having Patty sacks. just stay in the pocket. Nah, you dude. are not winning, fam. It's all nah, right. I mean, it, it, like I said, I don't think this game. It, it, it'll be interesting for the first quarter. I don't so, there could be more sacks in this next game. Because these are two statues. Two, two old dudes you got back there. You got the Drew team. Brees. Tom Brady, the Super Bowl matchup that we didn't get, we should have got, but we got it now. It's in the playoffs. Pass Saints two. have <laughs> put a spanking on the Bucks the yeah. first two matchups. However, this is not the same Bucks team, and this is definitely not the same Saints team. This Saints team struggled to put up 21 against the Chicago Bears defense, and the only reason they mainly won was because Chicago couldn't put up any points. They put up Three and then a garbage, you know, time touchdown, which gave him nine. And Drew Brees still doesn't seem to be really set. Their best player on this offense right now is Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas hasn't been healthy. Emmanuel Sanders kind of depends on Drew Brees, and Drew Brees isn't playing his best right now. And then you got the Bucks, who have seemed to almost all figure it out, just flip the switch. Have an explosive offense. You have Antonio Brown, who is, I believe, is the X factor on this team. Hmm. You have Gronk, who's a huge target in the red zone. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, both two dynamic receivers. And we've seen the Saints defense, and it's kind of weird this year because the Saints defense has been better than the Saints offense. We're not really used to seeing it, even though it's the same old, same old. You got Marshawn Lattimore, you got your Cam Jordan, you got your uh, you got your Demar Davis. So, you got, you got your, your normal suspects, right? So, I think, I'll say my pick going in, I think the Bucks take this because even though the Saints defense is fire, don't get it twisted. This Bucks defense can put in yeah. work. They have Devin, 
Devin White. They have they have people that can get to the quarterback. They got multiple people with uh with sacks. So it's pressure front seven all day. Drew Brees does not look comfortable. He doesn't. He looks like this is gonna be his yeah, last year, yeah, in my opinion. For sure. And you have Tom Brady, who looks like he's being rejuvenated. He's just figuring it out, and they're just going. So I think that the Bucks are going to make up for those two losses, and they are going to beat them by at least two touchdowns. Nice. Uh, you say two touchdowns? At least. I was, you know I was, what? I you know like what? Like, I, I, know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a low-scoring, close-ass game. You know what? I'll, I'll say 17. Damn. I think Brady and the Bucks are going to put on a show. Now, you know, going back to last week, both of these teams showed why they are really good, but they also showed why you got to worry about them, if that makes sense. Tyler Heineke had a day. My guy. Your boy had a day. Against this same Tampa Bay defense, you know, that we're talking about. Now, the different dynamics between a Breeze and a Heineke, I'm not comparing them, but what I'm saying is Heineke was able to get out that pocket. Heineke was able to extend plays. He had a rushing touchdown from 15, made, 16 yards out. He made out. a lot of plays with his feet. And a lot of plays that weren't there were created by a guy like Heineke. Drew Brees is not creating plays that aren't there right. anymore. So right. if the play is dead, and we saw this against the Bears last week. Like, he literally collapsed on the five-yard line because of pressure. Like, he was... Yeah. And he fell. Drew Brees, like you said, to your point of, you know, playing like he's done after this. You can see that, but you can also see it in you can see it in his mobility and you can see it in his arm. He's not throwing the ball yeah. with that gas like he used to. I agree. Comparing him to Tom Brady, Tom Brady's throwing with more gas now than he was in the first ten weeks of the season. And we were talking all this shit about Tom Brady so and how he the looks plan. old. How, yeah. How he, how he, you know, is he's getting old. This is Brady. Da 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 da. No, Brady and Antonio Brown as besties have literally turned this offense into a firepower. Mike Evans, seven straight thousand yard seasons. He's not a hundred percent. First to do it. He's not a hundred percent, but he put up over a hundred yards last week against a great pass rush that the that the uh, football team has, and much like they're gonna face against a divisional opponent. The Saints, they're going to have to really, really, really move that ball. Quick throws. Get the ball out. Don't let Drew Brees have to make the play. I'm not saying Drew Brees can't make plays anymore, but I don't think you want to put it to a point where Drew Brees, you're relying on Drew Brees to make the play. The guy is Alvin Kamara, like you said, and you got to rely on Alvin Kamara to make the plays. Their defense, they're going to have to. I think that if the Saints win, the defense have to force turnovers. I agree. And I, I don't agree. I don't think that Tom Brady's going to make that mistake. I know that in the beginning of the season, first game of the season, I think it was, or second, he threw a pick six. You know, Tom Brady was looking bad against the Saints. Tom Brady watches film. He sits. He learns. He doesn't do the same things twice. He's a great. Like you said, <laughs> Antonio Brown has come up clutch for this team, coming off of an 11 reception game in week 17, and then coming off of, what, two touchdowns last week or whatever he had. So... Looking at that, Chris Godwin had four drops, five drops. Yeah. That if he caught those balls, who knows if that game would have been as close? Like you know what I'm saying? It was. And you still got the tight end, the tight end dynamic. We all looked at it like this team can't run the ball, or they don't because Bruce Yeah. But Ronald Jones has been playing really good, and also 
um, Leonard Fournette, as of late, has come up. Who closer. had to play last week because Ronald right. Jones was a scratch, and he made use of his minutes. I don't know. I don't know that the the Breeze bunch has enough to keep up with the Brady bunch. Yeah, I yeah, agree. That's, that's what I think it comes bunch. down to. And I think that <laughs> it's it's like it's such a great competition on all aspects. You Especially look at, because not to cut you yeah. off, but I think that Todd Bowles is going to look at that Chicago game. And they have the front oh, yeah. seven oh, yeah. that can put that oh, yeah. pressure on him, and they're going to simulate a lot of that. Twenty-one points ain't beating this Bucks team. No, you got to put up in the thirties. Yeah, because this team can drop at least thirty-five on you. How and I think score, how much did they score against the Redskins? Like uh, it was thirty. Like around yeah. Oh no, was it? Oh no, was it twenty-eight? I think it was like twenty-eight something. It might have been. I think, yeah, I think it was like 28, 20. So, what I think, though, is that Drew Brees can't be left to go back and forth with Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, the Saints defense is going to be the reason that the Saints win this game if the Saints win this game. And it's not going to be Kamara. It's not going to be Brees. It's not going to be Thomas. It's going to be containing Godwin, Evans, Gronk. And Brown. And they got the defense. Damn, it's tough. They got the defense. Tough. Good, bro. It's tough. They do have a defensive front. They do. I'll give them credit. You know, Demario Davis up there. They got Cam Jordan. They got Davenport. You only got one Marshawn oh, Lattimore. They got uh, Sheldon that's Rankins. Like, that's someone that's like, you only got one Marshawn Lattimore. And even and funny, even if you put Marshawn on a Godwin or Mike Evans, you put Antonio Brown one on one with. He's the chess piece. Yeah, He's the chess piece for sure. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. You need you need um, Cam Jordan. Here's my thing though. Here's my thing. Brady, nobody wants this more than Brady. Nobody. Not even Sean Payton. He has a chip on Nobody him. wants this more I than agree. Brady. And I he's agree. not going to go down to a division. He doesn't want to go. The last thing he wants to do is losing the playoffs to a divisional opponent. Especially now that he's not playing with the Patriots. And then A.B. on his hand, he's, we don't give him enough credit. He's come full circle as dumbest. You know, the shit he was doing last year and uh-huh. all the shit he got caught up in and all the times we called him a clown, which he was, we've always, I know that we've always stuck with him, though. This guy can turn around. This guy is still skilled. He can come back. He can be successful still. He just needs to get his head right. He's got his head right. He's found the right help. Thankfully, he's around the right people. And we're seeing production. We're not seeing 2015 AB, but we're seeing Antonio Brown get the ball and make plays. And I think that's as big as it can be for where the Bucks are at right now. This Bucks team is not a playoff team a year ago. Yeah. You bring in Tom Brady. You bring in Gronk. You bring in this guy, uh, AB. You bring in Fournette. It's magic. Bring, yeah, it's, it's magic. They're at twelve and four. Like, who would have thought the Bucks? Like, of all you know, of all we knew in this offseason, did you guys have the Bucks finishing at twelve and four? Sorry, right. eleven and five. Yeah, I thought like well, I I thought ten and six, so, uh, but eleven to five is like yeah. So eleven to like five at is least like, ten yeah. games. Okay. Yeah, yeah, at least ten games. Okay. Yeah. So eleven to five is kind of like yeah, I would say right. A little there. above average. Little. Yeah. I think they had a little but it's above solid. average. It's solid considering the start that they right. got off to. Right. I think I think I think they made it nice turnaround. Speaking of start that they got off to, they only scored eighteen points in the first half. I think that they're gonna have to score more than two touchdowns in that first half. At least two oh, for sure. more. And I feel like they, got, they have to watch out for the pressure. Because that for Washington sure. team was for really sure. tough. Oh, we see Brady moving in that pocket now. I and mean, they were still attacking his ass. For sure. But I think that that, that defense is a better defense than... I yeah, think that the Washington football team's front is better than the Saints' front. 
But yeah, I agree. That's me. I agree. So I got Bucks. Bucks. Y'all got Bucks. Yeah. I'm just going He's to take go- man. I'm going with the Saints. Uh, you already know Brady. I'm going with Saints. I'm Trump supporting motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he took the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> take the vaccine, Drew. Take the vaccine. Do it for all of us. <laughs> so oddly enough, or funny enough, we save the last game, which is actually the first game. It's the Saturday game, I believe, at three oh five. We got Bills. We got Ravens. Josh Allen is playing MVP levels of football along with MVP levels of football in Stephon Diggs, who seems to have just really unlocked this Buffalo team and unlocked Josh Allen in many ways. And they still obviously have the defense there. And then we got your boy, Lamar, last year's MVP, Finally got the monkey yeah. off his back. He got the first playoff win. Let's give it to him. Let's give it to him. Let's Let's give it to him. Your boy, your boy from Broward. Your Shout boy from Broward. So, James, I know you were looking forward to this. Oh. Who you got and why? Bro, I ain't gonna lie. This is tough. Honestly, I'm going with the Ravens. I love it. I think Ravens. Going Tell me more. Only reason why I think the Ravens. See, it's hard, bro. It's like stick I with think, your gut yeah. and Ravens, explain it. I think the Ravens can stay with him. Only reason why I say that is because I, only thing they need to do is just, bro, do not blitz this nigga Josh Allen. <laughs> not blitz. Like well, even if you blitz him, this nigga is good at like, like he's like if the play collapsed. You don't have to worry. For like sure. Josh Allen sure. is now, good. now. Yeah, now. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now, because I was big on the whole like, yo, just punch him hard. He's gonna start right. going crazy. And I mean, Josh Allen with pressure in his face was crazy, right? Last year, just last year, Josh Allen seen some pressure and he wanted to run. He wanted to pitch the ball back. He wanted to throw it, you know, where where nobody was yeah. open. But we've seen so much improvement from Josh Allen from last year to this year. It's literally light and day. It's night and day. Yeah. Um. You going with the Ravens? I'm going to agree with James. Ooh. I go with the Ravens in this game. I think okay. that I don't think that the Bills defense has an answer for Lamar Jackson. And what we saw versus the Titans defense, I mean, this guy Lamar Jackson ran for 135 all, yards. Yeah, it's all about the Ravens defense. Like if they want to win, that's a hundred. That's so, that's what needs to come through. Because I feel like the Ravens offense is going to be there. It's all about the Ravens defense. And the Ravens hear me are out. Ravens are a bad tackling team. Hear me out. The Bills, on on the other hand, and I'm hold on. Let me just get through all this. The Bills, on the other hand, won the game versus the Colts, but also had to had to scrap it out. Like the Colts had the better box score, the Colts played better football that game or that day, but the Bills still found a way to win. And last week, I gave the Bills and Josh Allen credit for finding a way to win, even though they were outplayed. Uh-huh. If they get outplayed by this Ravens team, who has a quarterback that can be a dynamic game changer, which the Colts don't have, that's where things get different. Now, stopping the run is going to be big for Buffalo. They don't have the best run defense. The Colts weren't running the ball up and down, you know, uh, up and down the field. But they did run for over 150 yards, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me that a Lamar Jackson-led Ravens team is not going to run for 150 minimum? 
Oh no, they're definitely gonna Minimum. be. They're gonna be. They're gonna be putting up yards. Now it's gonna be tough. Floor. It's gonna be tough for Lamar to move that ball up and down the field, throwing the ball. But I think that Lamar Jackson always does it so casually. You know, he he always makes the play when he needs yeah. to play. And seeing the Ravens defense as fast as they are, I'm not gonna put the Ravens defense over the Colts defense. I think the Colts defense is a better defense, and I think the Colts defense did an exceptional job against. The hottest team in the league, Buffalo. The hottest offense. The hottest quarterback-receiver duo. I don't think you can sustain wins in the playoffs if you can't run the ball. That's where the Bills kind of kind of look bad to me. Now, another key factor in this game. You mentioned Stephon Diggs playing at MVP level. 35 interceptions since 2015 leading the NFL. Marcus Peters. Believe it or not. I believe it. Believe it or not. I think that he doesn't go and shut down Stephon Diggs. He doesn't lock him up one-on-one all game. But I think that that's a really good matchup. I think Marcus Peters is underrated. I'm probably throw Marlon Humphrey at him, too. At their disposal. And and I'm not saying that Marcus Peters is their best corner, which he arguably is. He makes more plays. Well, I mean, Marlon Humphrey punched that ball out. But Marlon Humphrey is going to, one, play you physical up on that line. He's going to jam you. He's going get, to get strong with you. Yeah. And I think that's the perfect dynamic to have. Yeah, he's got that length, too. Right? I think that's the matchup you want. You want Humphrey on. So, I think Josh Allen is still at a point where it's like, all right, Josh Allen had a great year. And then it was last week. Okay, it's a wild card playoff game. Last time he was in the playoffs, we didn't like the way it looked. This year, he came out. He found a way to win through adversity. Can he do it again? I don't know. And, and I'm not saying Josh Allen's not going to go and leave it all out there and make enough plays to win. But I think the Ravens defense and also Lamar Jackson is the X factor. In this and game. also That's another fair. thing, yo, Hollywood Brown has been playing good. He has. Since when he catches the ball, he's good. good. Like last game, he had that deep pass. That was very <sighs> crucial. Like, who are you going to, like, God. I don't know how to close. I'm looking at the box score. I mean, Phillip Rivers threw for over 300 yeah, yards. We ran for over 150. Put, how do we lose that? Game? God forbid they put Josh Norman on Hollywood, bro. I'm, I'm, yo, I'm telling yo, run, <laughs> run. Every time we're not run doing deep. that. Run deep. Every time. <laughs> who who yeah. you got in this game, Justin? I mean, oh, y'all making me do this right now. I really don't want to do this right now. I don't want to choose against the bar. And listen, like, listen, that, real, that's what I'm saying. Listen like, real close, Lamar. I gotta be the. I gotta be that guy. I gotta go against the Broward dude, even though I want him to win. And they're playing Buffalo, and I'm the Miami Dolphin guy. I He's get being it. Guy, 100% I gotta be that guy. Oh, all right. So it's gonna be a close game. Definitely gonna be a close yeah, game. It's gonna come. It's gonna come down to the why. It's gonna come to like like a last minute drive or a field goal, for sure. Because it's gonna be in Buffalo. We know the weather in Buffalo. This team is phenomenal at running the ball with their quarterback being their leading rusher with their leading a thousand you know with a thousand yards leading their team. You got J.K. Dobbins who led the league. I mean, led their team in touchdowns. So they definitely know how to run the ball, and it's and the weather is suited for it. So I give them that. I just think that even though with that being a factor, and yeah, the Bills don't run it like obviously like the Ravens do, few teams do, and but I believe that Buffalo can throw it in enough with because I I really do think Devil Singletary behind that line and with that team does enough. They incorporate the run enough and they mix it with the play action, and you got right. the Cole Beasley and obviously we, you know the Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen is also in a. Th- a threat to run it, mm-hmm. and James was like, you know, don't blitz him. 
Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Ravens blitz more than any other team in the league. They're number one. They blitz four, they blitz forty four percent of the time. So they're going to bring they're going to bring it probably all day long at maximum if, as much as they can. Right. So I think in those aspects. Josh Allen's going to hurt him because how you do that, he's shown the ability to extend plays and he's got receivers and they don't need much to get into the end zone. So I still think the ability of them throwing the ball is what's going to make them the better team to win this game. Here's my argument. Unfortunately. My argument to that is that Derrick Henry ran for 18, 18 carries for 40 yards. No touchdowns. That's good. Ryan Tannehill, he's no Josh Allen. Six yards. Now, he only threw for 165 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. You would have thought that, like Lamar Jackson's stats, only 179 yards and a pick. Lamar ran for 136 yards. Tannehill is not going to run for 110 yards. 100. He, you know, he can get you a 60. He can get you 80. But he didn't get you number six. Yeah. He's no Josh Allen, like I said. But he is mobile. The Titans are one of the best running teams right after the Ravens with the running king. And they were literally flattened. Flattened. So if you're going to make this a one-dimensional thing, no, Devin Singletary is not terrible. But the Bills aren't a good running team. Let's be real. All their bread and butter is is getting that ball deep, making big plays, yards after the catch. And I think with at the rate that the Ravens blitz, I think that they can do it. And the level that Josh Allen's playing. Right. Now, I think they're gonna they're gonna kill them for some big I plays just hope potentially. Really cautious on like how many guys they're bringing in on the blitz because like dog, I yeah. I that's what I'm saying. That's like, gonna be the factor. I mean, look how will they blitz? Yeah, because can they get to him? Because if you can't, I believe Josh Allen will make them pay. Once he once he scrambled to that right, that's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Josh Allen definitely has it. I mean, I wanted to look this up real quick. Tennessee Titans average how many passing yards a game? Let's see. I mean, look, they're, they're, they're pretty decent passes. Ryan Tannehill, top 15 quarterback in the league. And plus, they, they have, you know, Brown. They have Corey Davis. 216 yards a game. Uh, okay, that's... I mean, but their bread and butter is... It's the run. Right. Right. And what happened? Oh, I mean, they lost. That's what happened. No, 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 no. Derrick Henry ran for 40 yards. That's oh, what yeah, that's, that's what happened. Why <laughs> that's what that's happened. That's what yeah. happened. So, Correct. I'm just saying, like, if you make it a one-dimensional thing, I think that the Ravens have a fast defense. I think they have a good enough defensive backfield with Sean Elliott, Deshaun Elliott, Chuck Clark, uh, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, to at least contain. Because I think that the Colts did a pretty good job of containing a Josh Allen and a Stephon Diggs. I mean, Stephon Diggs only had... He had a big. He had one big play in the game. All right, hundred thirty yards. Fair enough, and a touchdown. He no two big plays. He had the catch over the middle, and then I don't understand. I'm gonna say it again. Why did oh, we put yeah. him one on one with the backup corner? But nonetheless, it wasn't like Stephon Diggs was making his imprint on the game, right? You didn't see Stephon Diggs. He made two big plays, and that was it. They had two fucking lucky ass plays on the sideline. Uh-huh. Call it lucky or not, I got to give the credit to Josh Allen for being the extender on the run, making beautiful throws and getting his guys, you know, where they need to be. I don't know that this Ravens defense, knowing that they don't have to stop any type of run game, knowing that we've seen the film versus the Colts game, mm-hmm. we, all we got to do is make enough plays. 
All the Ravens have to do is make enough plays to beat this Bills team because this Bills team is beatable. They're not a fluke. They've had a great season. They are a great team, but they have holes. And they don't stop the run well. They also don't run the ball well. And you know what they want to do. The thing is, they've been doing it. Like, they're yeah. still able to do it. I mean, same thing with the Ravens. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> but the Ravens are more, like, like the run game is a little more dominant because you know. It's more I mean, definitely, like, it's definitely more dynamic. That run yeah, for that's, that's what it is. Yards. Like, that's kind of unstoppable at that point. Yeah. Josh Allen throwing the ball for 300 yards a game, it's not unstoppable. It's stoppable. You just got to be really good with it. Tyler will take off too, though. You just got to be really good with it. But I don't know. I I think the Ravens win that game, and I think Lamar Jackson back to the championship. I'm I'm taking Ravens. I think they're hitting their peak. Lamar Jackson never been to the championship. He's going to the championship. Sorry. Because he lost to the Titans last year. I think think they're kind of getting in their groove right now. Ravens? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I think they spotted I mean, ever since that COVID. When Lamar Jackson left and then came back versus the Cowboys, I feel like they just been they just yeah. been dominating that run game. Talk about the poop game? <laughs> no, 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 that's no. the Cleveland. That's <laughs> that the, was the Cleveland. Funny <laughs> enough, <laughs> funny enough, the now poop game, Cleveland. Kind of funny if you think about it. Think, think about it. They made the playoffs. But <laughs> before we get the shout outs, I will say last on this game, how you brought up the fact of how they stopped the run for the Titans and what then what the Titans looked like. Mm. Titans ain't passing the ball. Like sure. like Josh Allen sure. and the Bills. Also, sure. with the Titans, their run really opens up everything else. It the, everything is predicated off the run. So when you shut that down and you make that team that is so predicated on the run, you shut it down to forty yards, and they like to do. And a lot of their passing is play action. So when you're not going to bite on it because you have nothing to fear, it's a different dynamic. Yeah. Bills, they already know they're not. Their strength is not rushing. Like I said, they just throw it in there to mix it up so they can get the play action, get the big plays, and maybe catch a defense lacking or catch them on a blitz. So their run game is predicated to just throw it in there a little bit here and there, and then they can you know get you with the big explosive plays and they get you on in man and do all that stuff. So it'll be interesting. I'm, 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 I'm that's going to be the first game, too. Like I said, that's going to be the 3 o'clock game on Saturday. So that's the very first game yeah, we yeah. see. So I think I'm excited for that. But with that said, it's that, it's that time. Wait, we got shout-outs. Y'all boys want to get into Aaron Rodgers being on Jeopardy? No. No. <laughs> Matter of fact, since you brought that up, that's your shout-out. Yeah. 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 Aaron Rodgers yeah. on Jeopardy. That's your shout-out. There we go. Right. No, I didn't hear you. That was though. a trash-ass shout-out, by the way. Wait, Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy? Out. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's trash. Oh, that was my way of trying to get you guys to get into it. Bro. Yeah, we wasn't. All right, y'all. Who wasn't? Wasn't 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 that one? Boo! It was either Boo, that or James. I hit y'all with Lamar Odom starting the box. No, you got to shout out. We ain't yeah, doing headlines, yeah, bro. yeah. We yeah. That hour, Yo, bro. shout out to Lamar Odom for signing the box oh, and deal. You, <laughs> you messy. Shout out to Lamar Odom for staying fucking sober for the last fucking month. Look at that. If he is, I don't know if he is, but I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm hoping for it. So hoping. That nigga's high in boxing. I got him on the I'm watching that. I'm going to shout out to the House of Representatives for getting that second impeachment on 45. Oof. Thank you. Agent Orange. Rightfully deserved. Agent Orange, whatever you want to call him. Just don't call him my president. Uh, <laughs> that's over. Inauguration next yeah. week. Yeah, next Tuesday. Yeah. Let's get it. So, Sleepy Joe. Stay safe, Joe. Sleepy, Sleepy Joe. I'm taking off. I need a little bit of redemption. Mm. I kind of went a little... I didn't go hard, but I, I said the Broward kid wasn't going to win. But shout out the Broward kid. 
Shout out Lamar. Yeah. He got the monkey off his back. He got his first playoff win. He beat the team that beat him last year. He said, you know, they, they kind of, he basically said, you know, we, we, we took him kind of lightly. And I think he learned from it, made him better. He came out, and like you said, he's been on a tear. He's I mean, just, that touchdown run he had. Bro. Yeah, and he's, and he's just playing lights out right now. 50, 60-yard touchdown. So, shout out to the kid. Untouched. That from from the county, nonetheless. <laughs> from the county. That's Broward speed. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, stay well, tuned for next week. I'm sure we'll see how this James Harden unfolds. We'll see if, if Kyrie comes back. Other, how many dudes catching COVID? Facts. And of all course, that, all, all that. that. And we're gonna see if Lamar Jackson's going to the championship. <laughs> Facts. Shout out to him. I'm